they came to his baptism. They they were actually the ones that came to his baptism. That's how they were confessing their sins, showing that they were sinners, acknowledging yeah. that they were sinners. But they were doing washing away their sins. But when that group came, he told them, "Bring forth meat, or make forth fruit, meat for repentance." He was telling them they had to repent first before they right. got baptized. Exactly. I got saved in Northside Baptist Church in, in Lebanon, Ohio, and got baptized, saved and baptized and all that good stuff. And then I was attending a little church in Middletown called Calvary Baptist Church. And that's where um, I felt calling on my life to become a pastor. You come up new to walk in the newness of life. You are risen with him through the faith of the operation of God. And you could ask anybody, you want, I mean, if there was a faith, if there was an operation that God could do on you, would you want that? Most people, without even knowing what you're talking about, would say, yeah, let God do whatever he wants. But you, when you show that it's actually doing baptism by faith, they're like, oh, I ain't gonna do that. It's not required. I'm saved. I don't do nothing. Oh, Jesus done it all on the cross back on Calvary. And you're like, wait a second. Jesus didn't do your work on Calvary. You're I can't take here. communion I... with y'all, but I can. Uh, I yeah. can come listen. I love fiery preaching. I love it. Now, can you come to a foot washing? You, Catholics don't foot wash, do you? Or do you? Yes. I don't even know. Yes. Oh, Catholics you guys do foot washing? Catholics we'll do, do it too. all, man. I'm telling you. Do you sprinkle the feet or do you actually... <laughs> <laughs> Just wash the feet. And again, please come on. Tell somebody about it. To have these kind of conversations. Because you, you can have disagreements, especially in, in the ministry. You can... Doctrines are so diverse. But once you get people in person or in an actual conversation, I tend to find that you actually agree with people more than you thought yeah. once you said hey everybody it's matt welcome to the broadcast i'm going to bring in the red rooster waylon fortner frank wiley from the dayton area and my man from cleveland david snell welcome hey. to the broadcast y'all good evening good evening <laughs> How's everybody doing tonight? Real good. Doing good. So before we get started, I wanted to, to share something. I picked this book up, right? Pastor Will Ramsey. Let me get it in there. There it is. Pastor mm -hmm. Will Ramsey. We had him on the broadcast uh, not too long ago. He wrote this book, A Father's Journey Through Darkness growth from the loss of a son. You can pick it up on amazon.com. Uh, they're, they're, they're selling it. He's selling it over there. But what it's about is uh, he lost his son. His son was uh, addicted um, and uh, he lost his son through an overdose. Yeah. And this, this talks about his rough, rough journey through it all. And it's, it is powerful. I read this. I, I received it on Wednesday and I had the day off. So I, I think I got it around two 30 and I read the entire book on Wednesday. Wow. 
it's it's that powerful and i recommend it to anybody he's not paying us this isn't uh we don't have sponsors here on uh rooster and doc sunday night live right um <laughs> but i just i wanted to recommend it to folks go out get the book support mr ramsey he's in uh canyon lake texas where he's starting a church it's called hope city church look him up check it out um and i just wanted to throw that out there i just thought this this was a yeah. very powerful book so check it out it he just, used to it just came out it just came out uh just okay. it's a brand new book uh he used to uh co-pastor or uh, assistant pastor in huber heights at a church called engage city church oh. so there's that all right uh so waylon and i were waylon talks a lot about hippie pastors right waylon hippie, hippie oh, pastor oh so so explain to us a little bit what are hippie pastors waylon that's right. In your view. Well, it's, I guess it's not so much hippie pastors as it is like the, the hippie Jesus that's being preached. And I, I'm not saying this. I've been talking about this for a while, but it's not in regard to the movie that came out. I guess the new movie is like based in the 60s or early 70s, something like that. I don't know. Yeah. But, I have a trailer for it and we'll play it. Okay. Then, but. Um, but and it doesn't have anything to do with that. It was just kind of a coincidence, I guess. But uh, the mainstream Christianity preaches this, this love and don't get me wrong. I know God is love. I get it. But it, this, this overwhelming acceptance of everything, no matter what you do, what you say, how you act, that they got this, this umbrella of love. And that's not how God works. God's love is not an umbrella where like everybody and everything's okay. God's love is a love of, if you love me, keep my commandments. So it's a whole different ballgame. I think the, the mega churches, big preachers, they're kind of blending this worldly love with God's love. And that drives me crazy. So that's, they preach a hippie Jesus. That's what I call him. And I don't, I don't dig that kind of, kind of gospel. What about you guys? You guys believe in a, uh, anything and everything's okay. Just say a little prayer and have faith. Is that, what do you guys think? No, <laughs> no, no, I think that that'd be, I mean, that's, that's making it way too easy. That's putting it on world's terms. That's not putting it on God's terms. I mean, right. the, the Bible says we are, you know, that we come through to him through Jesus and we have to ask for forgiveness of sins and he died on the cross for us, but it doesn't say therefore go out and, you know, commit murder and adultery and do whatever you want to do. And at the end of the day, go, I'm sorry. Can I, can I come home? So it's more than just faith. What about you, David? I, uh, I, I totally agree, uh, to Frank's point. Um, I was always, uh, taught that also. Um, and a lot of people fail to understand sometimes. Yes. God is an awesome God. He's loving and understanding, but he's also a just God. And right. I take a lot of heat by that because People get mad at me when I say that, but yeah, he's all those things. And so people have to understand and he does forgive as well, but you know, it's one of those things you just have to be truthful 
just like my pastor was saying tonight, you know. So you guys don't believe in just faith alone. You hear that a lot. I know I hear it a lot. Yeah. You? Mm-hmm. Have you heard that saying, faith alone in Christ, faith alone? I have. Do you guys, do you guys believe that that's, that that's what it takes is faith alone? Just curious, because a lot of people don't believe that there's anything you can do that your works mean nothing. Um, I'm, I'm the opposite. I believe that we're not saved by what we do, but I believe faith has to have an action or not, not our works, but just like repentance. Repentance is not our works. That's God working in us, right? So if you have faith toward God, the first thing you got to do is repent. Do you guys believe that repentance is a requirement of salvation or that it's just faith alone and confession? What do you guys think about that? I believe in repentance as well. And you believe it's required? Yeah, I really do. Okay. Uh, I think in order for... I was just telling somebody... This morning, um, I, you know, I had a friend, I think I told you the story. Uh, he ran a school in Ohio and he was asking me, you know, question, um, you know, Dave, have you, you know, made a commitment to the Lord? I was like maybe 12, 13 at the time. And, and I didn't understand what he meant, but he gave me advice. He said, just pray on it. And when I prayed on it, we talked again, and he said, he asked me that same question. And he goes, did you make a decision? I said, I did. You know, I confess with my sins. I want to learn more about the Lord. I want to do his will. And at that point, that's when he knew that I was going to be all right. Because I know I'm set, you know, for life as far as, I'll be in God's family. And and I always ask him, is it going to always be easy? No, but you come out a lot better knowing when you leave here, you will have eternal life. So that's that's my take. Okay. All right. So th- there's this movie that's out right now. I went and saw it already. Uh, the first weekend it came out, I took my youngest son and my middle daughter to go see it. It's called Jesus revolution. I'll let y'all see the trailer and then we can, uh, we can talk about it if you want. Okay. Hey square. I am not a square. I think we should invite Greg this weekend. What's this weekend? These people are hippies, rebels against old-fashioned authority. I think these kids need help. They need is a bath. You're passing judgment on people you know nothing about. And maybe that's why your church is so empty. When God walks in here, brings me a hippie. I'll ask him what it's all about. Because I do not understand. This house has a very good vibe. There is an entire generation searching. Slow down, they slow down. Just in all the wrong places. If you want to reach my people, you need to speak to them in a language they understand. If I bring them in, I'm going to lose my job. We can only walk through doors open to us. And your church, that's a door that's shut. You've probably noticed we have some guests here today. I'd like you to meet my new friends. Welcome. I don't belong here. Half 
have money wearing shoes. They're staining the new shag carpet. They need our help. If you feel like you're misunderstood and judged, you will find forgiveness and freedom right here. That was awesome. Now that door is open any time of day. And if there are some who don't like that, well then that door works both ways. All right, Pastor, let's begin. I was almost done with this. I then you did what nobody else would even dare. This thing that we found, I feel like I belong. You're gonna need a bigger church. Country is a dark and divided place, but now there's hope and it's spreading. This is your home, and I want you to tell all your friends about it. All right, there it was. Jesus Revolution. It's it's out in theaters now. We're still not sponsored by anybody. I just no. I want, I want to make that point. So now, Matt, are you the only one that's seen it, or have you guys seen it? Frank, Dan? I haven't seen it yet. Okay. All right. What'd you think, Matt? I I thought it was I thought it was a great movie. Um, Did you? And, and see, I don't know. Maybe I'm a little different. I I it is brought to us by a Hollywood production company, Lionsgate, right? Um, right. But the 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 pastor that cre- uh, helped create the movie and and Ooh. what it's based off of. His name's Greg Laurie. He's out of Los Angeles, out of California, right? Red flag. Go ahead. So exactly. <laughs> but his, his, his base uh, doctrine comes from Billy Graham. Oh. And if, and if you ever heard Billy Graham preach, I, I don't know what oh, yeah. you guys feel about Billy Graham, but I, I listen to a lot of his sermons on uh, Sirius XM. It's the classic Billy Graham stuff. Yeah. Um, and and there can be a lot of debate on whether it's good or bad, but what this movie is essentially about is the life of that pastor Greg Laurie when he was a kid. He lived with a mom who was an alcoholic, and he overcame that to uh, and found a church that he enjoyed, and then became a pastor and started his own church. Now it's it's a bigger church, you know. Um, but it's, I don't want to give the whole entire movie away, but it, it's a good movie. It it's got a good heartfelt message and there's a lot of that going around the revivals, uh, Waylon and I, we, we went to a revival slash political event not too long ago. Oh, they're wow. starting to, they're starting to percolate. So I don't know. What, yeah. what do you guys think about all like, uh, what was that and down in Kentucky? Uh, that Asbury. 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 Yeah, there's all these revivals happening. What are you guys' thoughts on that? I just read an article today. Uh, well, actually, just a couple minutes ago, um, if I can find it, uh, one of my friends, a, a minister friend, sent, sent a little history about Asbury University. Yeah. And what's so crazy our Christ was it Christian God Mountain Assembly? Uh, they have some history with that that school, and I have, I'm gonna have to send it to you. But I just got I just got it today actually, and um, and and I guess they have some history there. So um, I don't know. It's really interesting. I, I hmm. Like I said, I got to watch that movie for real. 
Yeah, it, I, I thought it was pretty good. I mean, there's some Hollywood stuff in it. Sure, you, it, it has to be entertaining. Kelsey Grammer, we know him from uh, Frasier. Frasier. Yeah. Cheers. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers. Yes. Uh, all that good stuff. Yeah. But now he, I, go ahead. Well, no, I, and I, I like him. Uh, one of the, the roles that he plays, I, I like him as an actor. I don't know. I haven't seen the movie, so I, I really can't make a, a personal judgment or opinion on it. But did you feel when you watched it that it was um, that it was more accepting of worldly lifestyles? Or did it actually show that once the hippie movements came in, that they were actually changed? Or was it just like a blend of like love everybody and everything uh, did you get like a Hollywood message out of it or did it seem to be uh, no. pretty legit? Okay. No. What, what I got out of it was uh, Jesus is the key, right? Yeah, okay. So great, Greg, Greg Laurie grew up with an alcoholic mother. He met up with these, uh, these hippie kids and he went to a, like a, you know, one of those sixties concerts where Janis Joplin was playing and they were doing drugs and all this stuff. And then it, he got to a point where it was like, this ain't, this isn't it. And then he met a, another fella where he was, they have, so in London, there's a town square. It's, what do they call that? Anybody remember what they call that in London? Is that um, Piccadilly Circle or something? No, there, there's a, a park. Piccadilly Circus is, is like a, an area, but there's a park. It's like Speakers Park or whatever. I'll, We'll figure it out. But anyway, people get up and they just speak about whatever, right? So that's kind of what they were doing. And that hippie guy, his name is uh, Lonnie Frisbee, and he's a hippie who gave up drugs, gave up everything, and just started following Jesus and preaching the Bible, okay? I'm sure there's a different history because there's a part of the movie that I'm not going to give up where he does something. But... Uh, so he, he begins to talk about it. And then the pastor, Greg Laurie sees him speak and then says, Hey, you know, and then they get together and then he finds Jesus. So it's about leaving the, and the way I viewed it, it's about leaving the world, you know, the world and moving into Jesus, what Jesus taught, uh, what the Bible says. And the older guy who Kelsey Grammer plays, uh, that pastor, he was pastoring a small church with just a few older congregants. And then his daughter is the one who brought this uh, Lonnie Frisbee or whatever his name was into his life. And he was very against hippies. He's like, ah, they need a bath, right? You heard that in the trailer. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so he brought him, his daughter brought that, hippie dude into the life and then he was at first like no and then he was like okay this guy he knows what the bible says he's talking about it he looks a little weird right he's not wearing shoes he is a hippie still but he's a hippie for jesus Mm. so the way i look at it is there's going to be a lot of people that have different lifestyles dress differently look differently act differently um but there's really one main focus, right? And that's it. And I think that was the the message I took away from it. And I hope my kids took away from it is that 
Jesus is the goal, no matter what. There you go. Right. So. No, that's good. Was 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 there? A, did Jesus actually show up in the movie? Did, does he show no. up in person form? No. See, the guy who plays Lonnie Frisbee also plays Jesus in that uh, show, The Chosen. The Chosen. Yeah. Which is on Angel Studios. Yeah. He's the same guy. He plays Jesus in The Chosen, but he oh, plays wow. Lonnie Frisbee. In Wait a second. Hold yeah. on a second. So Jesus and Chosen. Yes. They made play a hippie role in this movie? See, si, senor. Uh, wow. That in, its, that in itself... Is like really? I mean that. Uh, oh, I, it's even get, I know it is, but that big of a role going to a, a hippie thing in to Jesus wow. movies is that's that's wow. That's all I can say. I mean, don't get me wrong; the movie might be cool. No, I haven't seen it. Jim Caviezel. Jim Caviezel played Jesus in the Passion of the Christ, uh, and then went on to star in that. a television show that was about uh, time travel. So um, it, they're actors. They got to get paid. They have, but right? you don't. You, Do you, you don't go to work every Jesus day, Willem? And then play a hippie. When you blend the two together, that's Hollywood making him See? very, very average guy. And, that's and weird. That, and that is the point of the whole thing uh, for me, Waylon. It doesn't doesn't matter what, uh, it, as long as you're following Jesus and doing what the Bible tells uh, you. Does it really matter? Wow. Sometimes it does. Sometimes it just, just the, it's, it's just to get paid. <laughs> yeah. I mean, who said that? Uh, Emery. 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 Yeah. Yeah. He's right. He's got to get paid. It's just, uh, he's right. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's about the money. I mean, I, you take Jesus and then you make him a hippie and then the whole movement is blending it together. To me, that in itself is very odd, but that's just my opinion. And as far as the movie goes, I have no idea. I'm not seeing it. So. Well, go see the movie. It's just a movie. I'm definitely going to watch it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, but other than that, the movie was pretty good, right? I, you yeah, said I, thought, I thought it was You good. liked it? Okay. Yeah, I, All right. I watch Star Wars when it comes out or <laughs> a Marvel yeah. movie or, you know, whatever. The Golden I Girls. You. I watch the Golden Girls. I'm not afraid to say it. I got you. I love the Golden Girls. I and did I, too. <laughs> yeah. Did you know the Golden Girls had a spinoff? No. Uh, matter of fact, they did actually. I didn't know that. It's called The Golden Place. It's on Hulu. I haven't watched it, but I sent it to my mom today. Hmm. I said, okay. Mom, check this out. The Golden Girls. She was like, I had no idea. <laughs> wow. Anyway. Yeah, I, I remember that because um, when my mother and grandmother was still living, uh, actually, my <laughs> grandmother got me hooked on the Golden Girls, actually. <laughs> yeah, my mom did. <laughs> it's hilarious. Yeah, and I was hooked ever since. You know? Hey, did the uh, did the hippie Jesus, did he get baptized? I know we was talking on that uh, the other last Sunday. I think Sunday. he was already yeah. baptized before he came into the movie. He was already on his walk with Jesus. Okay, so he got off the set of Chosen, and then he went over to San Francisco and became a hippie, and he got baptized. That's cool. That's... Yeah, see, that, that was a big deal. They they all... <laughs> yeah. uh, they, they brought a lot of different people from that, you know, hippie culture uh, 
to Jesus. So there was a they, a place they called Pirate's Cove, and they brought a bunch mm. of people into the water and full immersion baptism for you, Waylon. And they, nice. they, yes. they did it. They did it. Bro. Yes. <laughs> no so they weren't, they weren't doing the, they actually submerged, huh? That's good. Yeah. That's good. Um, Frank, you're, you're submerged, ain't you? Yes, sir. I was back. Right. David, 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 yep. you're submerged. I yeah. That. Matt, you're the only one on this one, brother. Mm. So have you ever been? So have you ever been submerged, Matt, at all? No. Oh, we're going to have to get him, boys. We're going to have to oh. get him. Yeah. We're not putting it online, though. No. Oh, we will. Yeah, See, we will. Here, Waylon, Waylon put out a post. He was like, hey, uh, I, I'm doing Bible study at Panera Bread in Huber Heights from 3 to 6 or whatever. Mm. 3 to 7. I don't know. Whoa. And I had just got home from going to the grocery store. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to go up there and, and study with Waylon. There you go. And uh, he showed me some stuff in here that I had to go back and, and look at. I was like, <laughs> what? See? I had no idea that you Protestants, <laughs> you Protestants look at us Catholics, which I'm a mud, yeah. honestly. My dad was Baptist. Right. Mom was Catholic, right? Gotcha. But uh, I, I didn't know Protestants looked at Catholics as the uh, whore of Babylon. <laughs> I, I did not know that. <laughs> I used to hear that growing up. Oh. Oh, oh Lord. I uh, didn't expect that one. Um, oh, man. Not, that, not all of them do. Just, yeah, right. You know. Yeah. So... <laughs> You're right, Matt. You're right. Yeah. I'm part of the ones that uh, that believe that, and it's not a personal thing. No, you know what I mean. It's just uh, you know. And actually, when we had that discussion up in Air Bread, Matt did not swing on me. He didn't get mad. No, uh, he took it really well. So, have you got to studying on that anymore? By the way, yeah, I've been studying on that. Okay, all right. Uh, we we need to bring Emery on here someday. Uh, I'm sure I've posted sure. that on Fit. He probably has. Yeah, em, Emery. Emery's uh, with us. Yeah. Yes. Yes. He, there we go. <laughs> he, Emery is a, a youth pastor, I believe, or a youth minister. Um, yeah. yeah. He's, yep. Uh, well, God bless. A, a lot of Emery's posts have have got me to to look in into the Bible a little more and, and do a there lot you more. Go. Nice. Yeah. So he's. He's real good. Yeah, Absolutely. we had a similar discussion, Waylon. When I when I went to Panera that one, yeah, that one Wednesday. Was it Wednesday or Tuesday? I know I met up with you over there. But, yeah, uh, yeah. We got talking about that and the difference between basically what the theology of the Bible says and then the theopolitics of organized religion and a lot of the different viewpoints that are out there not only between like Catholic and Protestant, but within even the Protestant religions and the various, um, you know, cause right now I'm a, I'm a Baptist, but you know, prior to that I was Lutheran, which I called Catholic light. That's when I got sprinkled. Um, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but, but the, uh, the, the viewpoints and the dogmatic doctrine that's involved with a lot of different, um, you know, groups, it, it can't all be that different and be right. It's either biblically based and sound or it's not. And um, I think for me, uh, when I look at things like 
you know, the historical Catholic church. And then I look at the Bible, there were some things that I had some, some concerns and issues about. And part of it was, you know, whether or not she had to be submerged in baptism or not. The idea of uh, idol worshiping basically, and not to create graven images, but then a lot of churches that you'll go into have a lot of that, a lot of the statues, a lot of gold, a lot of whatever. And that's across the board. And uh, you know, the idea of sainthood, Matt, maybe you can help me with that. I mean, how is it that somebody here on earth can say that person's a saint and we need to pray to them for anything? That part has always confused me. Okay. So that that's good. That always comes up. It always comes up. Catholics do not pray to saints. Do not. Okay. What? Catholics do not pray to saints. They do not pray to Mary, you're not praying to saints. You're not praying to Mary. You're asking for prayers. So it's, you know, that prayer, hail Mary, full of grace. The Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, mother of God, pray for oh, us God. sinners. Right? Pray for us sin. We're asking for prayer. Do you ask others to pray for you? Yeah. Yes. 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 Mm -hmm. Other people ask. Sure. Other people to pray for them. Right. And so, Waylon, we have a question in the back. Go ahead. <laughs> Just curious, why would why would we ask Mary other than anybody else? What is so special about Mary that we would ask her and not? the ones in say church or our other brothers and sisters. Why Mary? Mary is the mother of Jesus. <laughs> she may have a little more uh, clout than uh, your brother that you sit next to in church. <laughs> okay. All right. So you pray to me. So now when you ask Mary to pray for you though, Aren't you technically asking her to pray okay. for you to God? Now, doesn't that take away the pray whole for thing? Us, of, yeah. Pray for us. Okay. So we're asking her to pray for all of us, really. Okay. So if everybody's praying to Mary to talk to Jesus. Not not everybody. Well, I mean, let's just say all all Catholics, right? All Catholics pray to Mary to talk to Jesus. Wouldn't that make her a mediator? Well, would that make your brother that sit next or your sister that sit, sits next to you in church a mediator? If you're asking well, them to more, pray for you? That'd be more like an intercessory prayer. You're you're asking them to pray with you to yeah. the Father, not for you. Exactly. That's the same thing. Yeah. So Mary, okay, so Mary's not so, taking your message to Jesus then. No, not, not, no, no, she's not. Hey, okay. Jesus, I got another one. Come here, here. Uh, okay. This guy down here in uh, Ohio, he wants, uh, he wants, he wants you to pray for him. No, no, it's just like, uh, you know, and I'm not a Catholic theologian. I'm, I don't, I don't, uh, right. I don't speak for all Catholics. I just speak for what I know and what I was taught. Right. Okay. So yeah, that's, that's what happens. 
So you guys don't ask like Peter or Mark or Luke or John so much to pray for no. you. It's, it, it's, it's all, usually it, just Mary. So when I pray, it's always in, in Jesus' name. Okay. Right? Well, that's good. No, that's good. Yeah. Okay. We're good. But, but now, again, believe, my dad was Baptist and I went to church with him too. So it's, gotcha. so I got okay. a little of both. That must have been a confusing time between services. Well, <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> see, when I was younger, I, I went to church with my grandmother okay. to the Catholic church. My mom kind of, she didn't really, we went to Christmas. We were the Christmas Easter Catholics. Um, um, but uh, my dad, he always, he went to church on Sunday to a Baptist church in Vandalia. Mm -hmm. And I have his Bible. So. It's got like notes all through. I I've never went through and looked at all the notes, but all right, we have something here. Nelson Johnson, uh -oh. she oh. gone. No offense, but she ain't risen with Jesus Christ, just Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Exclamation point three times. All right. Wait, I'm not saying it. Where's it at? Oh, there it is. Yeah, yeah. I got it up on the screen there. Hey, it's Brother Nelson. Hey, he tends into the old gospel message from time to time. Well, I don't see the comment on the uh, on our notes. Is it not there on yours? Notes? What are you talking about? On the right side of the screen. I don't know what you're talking about. Well, on my screen, I see a, I see comments, but I don't see his until you put it up there. Oh, that I was don't know. But anyway, yeah. So, so what did he say? I can't read it. Can you put it back up? Uh, yes. It says, she gone, no offense, but she ain't risen with Jesus Christ, just Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. So here's well, a question. I, here's a question. I have to agree with him. For, uh, for you fellas. Mm -hmm. Okay. From my, from my recollection, didn't Mary ascend to heaven? Is that? Uh, I, I've never heard that before. No? I don't, I mean... I've never been told about when she died. Yeah. I thought she was the only other person on earth that, that ascended to heaven. Find it for me, Matt. Find it for me. I, that's, I, I, I'm at, that's why I'm asking the question. Cause oh. it's something no, I, I, I remember. Johnny newbie. We have somebody here. Uh Oh, Johnny. Uh Oh, right. chapter uh -oh. and verse. Nope. Uh -oh. Emery says, chapter and verse, nope. I ask God to forgive me for my trespasses and sins against him. Jesus is the one and only mediator between God and myself. That's correct. Jesus That's right. Is That's the what only... I was going to say earlier. Exactly, right. yes. Yeah. Jesus yeah. is the only one that mediates yeah. between God. Yes, Catholics agree with you on that. He is sat at the right hand of God. Mary, mother of Jesus, is passed and still in the grave. She cannot do a thing for there is not knowledge in the grave. She will rise in the last day with all others to the judgment. Mm. And then, I have and then, to agree with Johnny Newby and Nelson. He was right. I have to agree with them. And, and Emery right. says chapter and verse. No nope. question mark. No, no, Emery agrees as well. The yeah. idea we're pouncing on the Catholics. Well, the idea, the assumption, uh, and the ascension of Mary actually came from Pope Pius the twelfth in oh, nineteen fifty. Okay. And something he wrote called the 
Munificentismus Deuce or whatever. He wrote this long, this book apparently. And that's where, um, I guess Pius the 12th is the one who came up with the whole idea that Mary ascended versus, uh, versus dying. So it's, it's not actually in the Bible anywhere. So there, he, do, he just says, that's he, what happened. He just said she ascended. He doesn't provide any, uh, scripture to back it up. That's correct. Okay. I'm going to have to look yeah. into this fellas. No. And actually, in which I use the KJV, I know there's a bunch of different versions, but in mine, I've never read about any ascension um, of of Mary at all. So the only ones that truly I even believe, oh boy, I could be in trouble. Uh, <laughs> oh boy, do it. We do got, it. We, hey, we stand hey. with you. Listen, the comments have been beating me up, Waylon. It's your turn. Do it. Oh, all right. Um. I haven't even preached on this because I know I'm going to get a ton of negative feedback, but that's okay. So I don't believe that anybody ascends um, when you die. I believe that when you die, and I know people are going to start shooting verses and they're going to start really putting it to me. I believe when, when you're dead, I believe you're dead. And I don't believe you get up until he raises you from the dead. Now, the whole argument is going to be, where does the soul go when it dies? And I get it. That's, that'll be an argument till the end of time. But Possibly I believe purgatory. when you die, I don't believe in purgatory. <laughs> I know. That, that was a No, but joke. here's the thing. Protestant, a lot of Protestants do. They believe that Jesus went down into this holding place, which same thing as purgatory, really. That they're not in heaven, they're not in hell. It's called the spirits in prison. First Peter, third chapter. And Protestants, a lot of them believe that Jesus went down into the and preached to the spirits in prison, which is still a purgatory. So Protestants and Catholics do have a little bit in common. They do believe in the spirits in prison. So, but yeah, I believe Mary's dead. I believe she don't hear nothing. She's not. I don't believe she's in heaven looking down. I believe she's dead. And she'll get up with the rest of us in the resurrection at the last day. And you guys go ahead and tear me apart. I'm ready. Go ahead. <laughs> Does anybody here sitting here on this panel we got going on tonight, which if you're watching, you're welcome to come on anytime. We'll send you an invite. No big deal. Uh, anyone. Let's see here. Waylon Fortner, let the Holy Spirit tell it as the word of God puts it. Amen. There Amen. It is. Thank you, Brother Nelson. I've got one person that agrees with me. Uh-oh. Lord, I'm God. Frank, <laughs> David, what do you guys? What do you guys think? Do we get when we die? Do we go straight to heaven, or do we rest until Jesus comes back? What, what's your thoughts? Oh boy, I hope I don't get the uh, the real answer to that question anytime soon. But. Uh, <laughs> this conversation and uh talking about the difference between soul sleep and the breath of god returning and uh i don't know i i think that we're all going to be called up at the same time if what i've read and what i've been taught since i was a kid is true that there will be a resurrection after the second coming and armageddon and all that has to happen um and for that to be true and since the bible doesn't lie then we i think we go probably into some kind of a sleep mode where 
we're probably not even aware of anything. And then all of a sudden it's going to be, Hey, either know you're right or depart from me. And uh, we all find out at the same time. So if that's the case, and I think that anybody who wasn't uh, taken straight up to heaven by God, like Jesus was resurrected. Uh, was Elijah went up in a chariot? Yeah. Um, and most everybody else, from what I understand, biblically or otherwise, has pretty much gone to sleep. David? I always was taught um, when when a person passes away, whether it's a, your loved one, parent, doesn't matter. Uh, to me, that's just the beginning of, of a new life. Um, it's called eternal life. And it's called heaven. Um, that's that's why I was taught uh, growing up. Um, you know, if there's somebody out there that disagrees, that's fine. We, I'd like to have a conversation. That's what I know. So, I, okay, Brother Nelson, no worries. I, I'm I'm learning. <laughs> and I'm, I'm starting to. I'm starting to float away a little bit. Uh, let's got another comment here. The judgment comes before the reward. If yes. heaven and eternal life is the godly reward, then how shall the dead ascend, then descend back into the grave for the resurrection? That's a great question. That's a oh. question. That's a question to you, the red rooster. Red rooster. For me? Yeah. Yep. All right, let me look at this again. <laughs> Here, let me put it back up. All right. A judgment comes. The judgment comes for the reward of heaven and eternal life is the godly reward. And how shall the dead ascend and descend back in the grave? Well, so I, I believe he's talking about the soul ascending and descending. Because most people say that when you die, your body remains and your soul and your spirit go back to God. That's the normally David's yeah, not, that, and that's yeah. pretty much yeah. Uh, just real quick, this is this is where a lot of people go for that, and so if that's the case, then you're actually without a body, you're floating around in heaven, and it's kind of weird to think about. Like your soul leaves, you can't see it, but it's up there floating around. The whole concept's a little odd, but this is where they'll go. It's um, uh, Hebrews, the fourth chapter. And this is just one little place, but Hebrews 4 and uh, let's see, 12. And I read it opposite, so I'll read it both ways. But the word of God is quick and powerful, sharper than a two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit. They'll say the soul and the spirit is divided asunder from the body. And then it goes to heaven. That's one thing that they'll use. The joints and the marrow and is a discerner of the thoughts and the incidents of the heart. Now, here's how I read it. It's completely opposite. Piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit. That soul and that spirit is the one that's separated. And when you read what goes back to heaven, you'll never in Scripture read where the soul ascends. You'll read where the spirit goes back to God who gave it. So... My interpretation, my understanding is that the spirit and the soul separate from each other, just like the joints and the marrow separate from each other and the thoughts and the intents. 
separate from each other. But they'll use that verse to say that the soul and the spirit are divided from the body. The body stays in the grave and the soul and spirit ascend. And nowhere in scripture, and, and it's, it's a good study, nowhere in scripture will you find where the soul ascends to heaven. You'll find in 50 different places where the spirit goes back to God, but never the soul. So that's that's the difference on on that doctrine. So I don't, but now the ones that believe that when you die, you're going to be with the Lord, that all the souls are there and that in judgment, all the souls are put back in the bodies and then you're raised again. But the question is, if you're already in heaven and you've already received eternal life, why would you be raised up and be judged if you've already been judged worthy of eternal life? It's, it's a weird, it's a weird, it's like a double judgment. You know what I mean? We, I was always taught that you had to have the judgment before you got any rewards. So that's why I believe you sleep in the grave. And now I don't, I don't argue with that with a lot of people. This is the first time I've openly said this in a long, long time, because a lot of people are going to look at me like, I can't believe you believe that. Oh my God. Are you telling me that everything? <laughs> and it's going to be bad. You know what I mean? You know, mom and dad, if you tell somebody your mom and dad's not in heaven or your, your, your child or your aunt, your uncle, your loved one, it's, they can be a very touchy subject. Um, but for what it's worth, yeah. I believe that I'm going to rot in the grave and turn back to dust until I'm brought up to, for judgment. So that's, yeah, this that's is my one, This is one of the really tougher subjects yeah. because there's a lot of folks, <clears throat> excuse me, there, there's a lot of folks who, who you know, we, we have family members and, and friends yeah. who pass away and we want to feel like, okay, they're in a better place. They're not just sitting six feet below ground. Uh, Emory writes, let's, let's read this. Is this like soul sleep or what? How do you wash that with today? You'll be with me in paradise or absent the body present with the Lord. Mm. Oh, good one. Good one. That's those are, those are one. He's, he's good. Yes. No, no, that's good. He's good. This guy's good. He's good. He's good. He's good. Now, um, when you go to today, and the way that actually reads, today uh, shalt thou be with me in paradise. Now, every time we're up preaching, if somebody gets saved, we'll tell them, if you accept the Lord in your heart, you repent, we promise them, just like Paul said in Corinthians 6 chapter, in 1 Corinthians 6, he said, today's the day of salvation. Well, we can say, anytime we're up behind the pulpit, we can say today, if you accept the Lord in your life, you shall be with the Lord in paradise. Yes. So it's not always an immediate, today you're going to be with him. Bam, you're going to you're going to be with him. Because when you actually read about when Jesus died, a lot of people say that he ascended that first day and he was in glory. But you can't read that in scripture. What you can read is that there's an end of Jesus. And for three days and three nights out of Jesus' own doctrine, he said that he would be in the heart of the earth. So Jesus had to abide by the doctrine that he taught them. He didn't say, when I die, I'll ascend to heaven, then I'll come back and raise from the dead the third day. He actually had to wait for those three days and three nights in the tomb before he could ascend. And he was here 40 days and 40 nights teaching things in the first chapter of Acts before he even ascended. 
So that's the big argument. Did Jesus ascend as soon as he died with the thief? Like, I'm going to drop you off, and then I'm coming back down here to get out of the tomb in three days. Biblically, you can't you can't find that. Now, as far as the absent, and I'm glad he brought that up. Which one is that? Uh, I think that's Philippians. Real quick. And, the, and, the, and what he's throwing are very good points um, for, for the argument. Um, Philippians 1, I think, is where he was talking about. There's another one in uh, Corinthians, 2 Corinthians. We'll do both of them if you don't care. Uh, yeah, let's do 2 Corinthians 4 first. All right. And then we'll do Philippians 1. And it's saying the same thing, just in a different way. And again, just like Hebrews 4, I'm going to read it. I'm going to read it his way, and then I'm going to read it the way that I understand it. So the way he's reading it in 2 Corinthians, I'm sorry, 2 Corinthians 5. All right, 2 so Corinthians 5 and 6. It says, uh, therefore, we are always confident, knowing that while we were at home in the body, we are absent from the Lord. So as long as we're on this corruptible body, we're absent from the eternal Jesus, right? We walk by faith, not by sight. For we seven. are confident. I go ahead. No, no, no. I was just saying that was seven. You're hitting. Okay. Seven. Um, and then he says an eight. For we are confident. I say, and willing rather to be to be absent from the body, and to be present with the Lord. Now, when they read that, when the ones that say the soul goes straight to heaven is what they're saying is, as soon as you're absent from the body, you die. You're absent from the body, your soul is. And to be present with the Lord. They say it's instantaneous. As soon as you're absent from the body and you die, you're immediately present with the Lord. Now, this is how I read it. It's completely flip side opposite. The eighth verse. For we are confident, I say, and willing rather to be absent from the body and to be. Not immediately, but to be in the future tense with the Lord. So they look at it like it's immediate. I look at it like we're going to be absent from this body, comma, and we are, yeah, comma, and then we will to be with the Lord. So I look at it completely. Now flip over to Philippians, the first chapter, and it says the same thing, but he also says to be. Um, first Philippians uh, 23. So he says, for I am in a strait betwixt two, having a desire to depart, which they, they say the soul departs from the body, which it doesn't say that, but it, that's what they'll say, the soul departs from the body, and to be, to be with Christ, which is far better. Right there, they say it happens, blink of an eye, that fast. Now, I read it again, the complete opposite. So having a desire to depart or to die, and to be when in the future when it's time and to be with christ which is far better so we i i look at it as a great space of time and it's a promise to be it's to happen in the future not immediately in the blink of an eye i believe the immediately in the blink of an eye is when he comes at the last trump when we're all changed and resurrected so those are two places that it's they're good arguments but you got to just dig into it a little bit more so go ahead. What do you guys think? Wow. <laughs> I can I can see what you're saying. Um, I do too. 
I now, Emery said, fair enough response, right? Uh, mm -hmm. Laying in bed, chilling, watching this, have my Bible out next week. I love it. Um, he didn't agree with me so far, but he said, fair enough response. So it's it's something good to dive into. Mm -hmm. yeah. It is. Yeah. yeah, depending on who you listen to and um, yeah. various, we'll, we'll call it, you know, well, the different religions around the world have different viewpoints on that. So depending who you listen to, you can have those deeper thoughts and it's like, well, what, what is going to happen? You know, is it going to be where we right. leave the body and then we wake up in paradise? Um, or is there going to be, you know, a long passage of time that we're not, maybe we're not going to be consciously aware of. Like when we die, maybe we, when we feel like we fall, you know, fall into that soul sleep, it could be a millisecond later and the second coming has happened and everybody's standing there, you know, with, uh, without a long pause or a purgatory thing, or that, that idea of having to be cleansed and, and robed, uh, which I was taught when I was a kid was you go and you're fed some kind of manna and fruit and you're robed and cleansed before you're able to come up. And I don't know, even know where in the Bible that might've come from. Uh, cause I was a child at that point. So I had to kind of rely on the, uh, the elders. I prefer tacos. If, if <laughs> one of my homemade. Uh, <laughs> now, on that on that soul sleep though, it, it puts everything in a different perspective. Let me ask you guys this: so, according to scripture, what is our hope? Is our hope death, or is our hope the resurrection? All throughout the Bible. There is no hope of death. Now, you can hope in death. There's a verse in Proverbs 25, I think, um, well, that talks about... Go ahead, Max. Oh, I was just going to say, I listen to this program uh, Thursdays at 7 p.m. on uh, The Gospel Message Facebook page, and it opens with, all my hope is in Jesus, right? right. So then the answer would be the resurrection, because I'm not... Right. I'm not hoping for death. Who hopes for no. death? No, well, wanna, that's the thing. I don't want to die. I want to live forever. Right. <laughs> when they teach that, when they teach that you go to heaven when you die, you, you, that, that means that you, that's kind of your hope then. But when you get back to the basics of what the resurrection's for, it's to give us eternal life. I got one for you. And David, I want you to take this back. And see what your your pastor says about this. All right. Now, um, you're you're rapture, right? Yes. Okay. Uh, Frank, are you rapture or not sure? Or what what are you? I'm exploring that idea. <laughs> okay. Matt, are you are you gonna go be with Mary in the rapture or are you? No, you they don't believe in the rapture, man. No, they don't. Okay. All no right. Rapture. Oddly enough, no tithing, but. <laughs> Well, all right, I got one for you. So since we're talking about the resurrection and, and do you go to heaven or do you wait for the resurrection? Um, in the resurrection, the rapture doctrine, whether you're pre-trib, post-trib, mid-trib, they believe that the, the dead saints are going to rise first in the rapture, okay? So, and they, and they go to 1 Thessalonians 4, where it says the dead in Christ shall rise first. Mm -hmm. So they, they teach the resurrection. 
I want you to go to, and I think I, I hit you with this last week, but get St. John 6 real quick. And I'm just going to skip around real fast. Uh, 39th verse. This is the Father's will which sent me, that of all which he hath given me, I should lose nothing but raise it up again at the last day. 40th verse. This is the will of him that sent me, that everyone which seeth the Son, Lazarus seen the Son, the apostles seen the Son, and believeth on him may have everlasting life. When do you get that? And I will raise him up at the last day. 44. No man can come unto me except the Father which sent me draw him. And I will raise him up at the last day. One more place, 54. Whoso eateth my flesh and drinketh my blood, which that's us tonight, hath eternal life, and I will raise him up at the last day. So if Jesus is promising a resurrection to raise up to give eternal life in the last day, how are we going to get up before that in the rapture? I've yet had anybody to answer that for me. And not that there's not an answer, but how can we say we're going to get up in a resurrection at the rapture when Jesus mentions all the different different categories of belief and of faith that people that are that believe in Jesus, eat and drink his blood, that seen him, that believe on him, they're not going to get up till the last day. So have you guys ever thought about that before? Not till now. <laughs> Okay. Well, uh, I haven't thought about it because I don't I don't believe in the rapture. Okay. Because uh well, I mean it, it's like the Mary question for Catholics. There's nothing in here. I don't I don't find the word rapture. Right. Is, is there? I mean, but yeah, the Greek I, word for I think called up is raptoris or raptus, or I don't know how even how to say it. I don't know my Greek that well, but it means to be uh, violently or aggressively snatched away, or or um, and they'll use that for being called up. And then, of course, I use that as uh, the catching up. We're going to be aggressively snatched out of mortality into eternal life. So they look at it as a physical catching up. I look at it as a spiritual catching up. So again, total opposite, you know, of what people are used to. But it's good to talk about it because there's a lot of different doctrines out there. Now, as far as soul sleep, rapture, all that stuff, it doesn't have anything to do with your, I mean, you're not going to be lost because you believe one way or another. So to me, they're not bearing on your salvation, but they are important subjects. I mean, I believe a person can still live for Jesus, still love God, still live right, and not believe every subject perfectly. So what do you guys think? Yeah, of yeah. course. Yeah, because honestly, let's think about this. We're not, we're, there's no way. We we can study this from the time we can read until the time we die and still not know everything. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, because we've been taught a certain way. We've been shown certain things. Some things that we've been shown, we we no longer believe in. Or somebody yeah. shows us something better. And then it's it's all, okay, I pray that, you know, that that's one of my prayers is that, Lord, show me the way, right? Yeah. Um, help me know what I, exactly, I, I want to get to heaven. Show me exactly what to do. And you just hope and pray that, 
you get it right. Yeah. That's well, I think by doing this, by doing what we're doing, I mean, that's how you do it. That's how you learn because we've all got different angles. We all got different thoughts and opinions. I think if we do it collectively, we're going to get, we're going to get a bigger truth out of it because one person, you can't do it by yourself. I mean, right. it wasn't designed that way. Right. And if you, yeah. And if you stick to like, okay, my pastor said it's this way or no way. I'm not, mm-hmm. you, you've got to, you, Kind of got to have an open mind to understand. Oh, brother, I was, I, Jesus I, talked in parables, right? Yeah. For a reason. He did. So that the disciples knew exactly or didn't know exactly, but could figure it out on their own. Like, verily, verily, I say to you, whatever, right? Yeah. yeah he parable. didn't overcomplicate things. No. No. No, he didn't, but, but he talked... He, a lot of times in parable to get them to think about, here's what I'm trying yeah. to teach you. This yeah. is okay. Now that's stuck. Well, even the apostles when, when, and I forgot where it was, I think it's in John, but he's, um, when they were, um, the one whom Jesus loved was kind of leaning against him and they were talking about the apostle and Jesus was like, what does it matter to you if he tarries till I come? And in other words, he was trying to tell him, it doesn't matter um, what happens to him. You just keep serving me. Well, the, the apostles started talking and they came up with this saying that this, this brother wasn't going to die, that he was going to continue. Even the apostles, when they were looking at it, they even got carried away in their thoughts and opinions on things until Jesus raised from the dead. It really, you know, it settled them down and made them realize, hey, it's real simple. You die, you get judged. And they went and started preaching the gospel. And, uh, you know, I think that's what we're for, though, is to keep each other in check. Because if you don't have anybody to bounce ideas off of, you can run wild with doctors. Sure. Mm-hmm. It gets crazy. It does. You know what we should do? And I don't know if we'll ever have the chance or not, but we should all figure out a way to get a bunch of people just like us and just go show up at one of our churches and and you know what I mean? Just and it would make people feel a little odd or uncomfortable. Like who are all these strangers? Because we don't agree on the same stuff, but we could still go worship. You know what I mean? And get down to the basics and have fun. I think it'd be great. I think it would too. Uh, Nelson Johnson, thank you guys for allowing us to get to see this amazing discussion. I pray God's blessings to you all. Hey, thanks, Nelson. Nelson thank you, Nelson. Sure. Sure. And, and hey, and this uh, brother Chuck. He's, uh, actually, I want to get him on. Um, you see his comment on there? Yeah. Yeah. He, he OD'd quite a few times. Oh, oh uh, but he's, uh, he's, uh, got, doing prison ministry. He's been serving the Lord. I don't even know how many years. He's still God in there. Chuck, so. Tell him. But awesome. yeah, he's, uh, he's swinging the sword, doing some prison ministry. So if you guys know anybody, and the prisons need a, somebody to go visit them, bring them a Bible here in um, Montgomery County. I don't know where else he goes, but definitely reach out to him. We'll try to get him on the broadcast. Wow. God bless him. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it, he said it, it's, no OD and heart attack. Oh, ah, yeah. So, Ooh. yeah. Either way, it's bad. Yeah. He's, yeah. God kept him around for a reason and he does uh, black sheep ministries. So you're welcome to share that link, uh, Chuck, if you want to. Yeah. yeah. Share, share away. 
Yeah, this is Absolutely. a this is we decided to do this broadcast to get you know whoever wants to get involved, talk about all of this, share what you got. What were you gonna say, David? I was gonna bring to this point. I was thinking about Chuck a little bit ago, and he, you know, a lot of people don't understand that the Lord uses imperfect people to do as well. And it's, and it's really up to us if we're going to answer that call. Um, because I've met people through my life uh, that went through problems similar uh, with Chuck or anybody else. Uh, they went through yeah. a lot of struggle. And the Lord used them in, in many ways, you know, in the yeah. ministry or or maybe run something for the, uh, the community or whatever. See, you never shouldn't give up on them, even just like mm -hmm. the Lord don't give up on us. And that's one of the biggest problems I have today where people just throw a person away. Mm -hmm. And even my yeah. pastor was saying tonight, we got to be that light. We live it in a dark time, you know, uh, and he and I thought it was something. Maybe I'm out of line on this, but where are the Christian men and women out there that's not standing up for righteousness? I'm going to do it. People right. that I know is going to do it. Yes, sir. Yep. We yeah. have to. That's the evidence. Yeah, absolutely. Brother Matt. Uh, Adkins, he's a preacher. Oh, we'll, right, we'll get Matt. him on there. Matt, right. you, you need to come on. Adkins. Yeah, Matt. Uh, we're gonna, yeah, yeah, we, we will. We're gonna get Matt on there. Matt, if you want to come on, you can. We'll always shoot you a link. I'm already if on. You don't want, yeah, if you don't oh. want to tonight, we'll do it again another time. But yeah, you're welcome to come on anytime. Yeah, I, I just, I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to cut you off, David. I'll just no, no problem. Go ahead. No, I just thought I'd bring that up. Um, I mean, who we? I'm, I'm just saying we have to stand up and and spread the gospel by telling people the good news of the Lord. We have to introduce yeah. people to Christ, and I think in a lot of areas we have failed. Um. We have to do it. Uh, that was kind of like my pastor and I was talking about tonight. So, and uh, I, I promise the Lord and I promise him, I want to be that light and I want to take as many people with me to be that light. Absolutely. It's awesome. So. All right, fellas. Uh, next week, same time, same place. Uh, yeah. And if anybody watching, if, if you want to join in on this conversation for the world to see, it goes out on YouTube and Facebook. That's where a lot of people are commenting tonight. Uh, Rumble. So if you want to join the conversation, get with myself, Waylon. You can email T-R-U-P-O-D-C-A-S-T at gmail.com, truepodcast at gmail.com. And uh, say, hey, I'm going to be on here. I'll send you a link. So, Yeah, and, and if you don't want to come on and you, you want to hear something discussed, tell us. 
yeah. subjects, questions, put it on there. Uh, don't matter. I think Matt set me up tonight to get on that soul sleep. I'll get Matt. you back for that, Matt. I appreciate that. <laughs> Brother Matt. <laughs> so, Frank, do you have anything before we uh, roll out? No, I think this is great. Um, this is what I think it, it's supposed to be about, uh, getting together, talking about it, banging around the ideas, getting the information out there, getting folks like we have the whole comment section going, uh, just kind of spreading the love and talking about the hope out there. I mean, as long as we're breathing, we got a chance. doesn't matter what we've done. Um, just got to stay up really mobile and breathe and ask the questions. Um, I don't know everything. I don't think any of us on here will ever profess to know everything, but I think these conversations are important. Um, and I'm glad to be a part of it. Thanks, Frank. David, any last words? For you the, know what? For the broadcast. Last words for the broadcast. <laughs> hey, um, just to let you know, uh, Matt, I appreciate you, man, um, for allowing me to come in. Um, I just want you to know that I, I want to continue on to be on here. Yeah. Um I feel like I, I need to have a voice to the people that don't understand how important uh, the Lord is to have in your life. Cause somebody did it for me. Right. Yeah. Thanks David. Waylon, yeah. tell them where you're going to be on Thursday and oh, all that good uh, stuff. Thursday nights. Most of the time at seven o'clock sharp, unless I have, difficulties which sometimes i do seven o'clock thursday nights gospel message i scream at everybody right here for about 30 minutes sometimes a little longer <laughs> um you might like what i have to say you might not that's okay either way you're welcome to come on this broadcast on sunday nights at 9 45 ish to tell me how much you disagree with me or just have a good nice adult conversation so um, like i'll be tonight. here was that like you did tonight yeah, yeah, no, we'll do it again. And I know it sometimes it could get heated. It, it can, I, and that's that that happens. You get discussions, they turn into arguments. But we'll just try to always bring it back to everybody, give each other a uh, you know a spiritual hug, and come back and do it again. That's what it's all about. So just as long as Matt knows that uh, he's not one hundred percent Catholic, he is a hybrid. And yeah. uh, we're working on him. We so we're going to do the submersion. <laughs> we're going to do the submersion. I want to have David baptize him. I'm going to be hiding in the woods with video <laughs> recording so I get it on video. But uh, I appreciate it, guys. It's been fun. Well, thanks. Uh, Truman's Town Hall, there's a podcast. It's on Apple. Uh, and you don't have to pay for it, you just download it. Apple, iHeart, Spotify, wherever you see it, it's all about politics. Um, and what's current events, things like that. That's all I got. I'll see everybody next Sunday. God willing. God bless you guys. Bless you. <laughs>